This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon. What's going on, Bible nerds? We're talking about Moses in the burning bush, so let's take a closer look. Yes, we are. But first, I got to kind of walk through this new series. So this new series is, it's called I Am, and... It's going to primarily be in the Gospel of John. There are several very powerful statements where Jesus says, I am something in the Gospel of John. Yeah, yeah. But, as always, my narrative theology mind, there's a place where God said, I am. In other places. Before that. Yeah. And he said it to Moses. And the reason is, is because, look, if we're honest with each other, we're all trying to figure out who God is. Yeah. We're trying to figure out who God is and what, what, what we make up about who God is determines how we live. Yeah. Absolutely. Very much so like the new series we've started on Pints and Perspectives, God and Ethic. Right. What you say about God dictates how you live out a life devoted to faithfulness to God. Yeah. And if we're even more honest... When we have these conversations about who God is, rarely do we use the Bible. Right. We say things in very philosophical terms and, and all of this idea of systematic theology and all these things. Yeah. But like, really, who does God say he is? Very clearly, he says that he is who he is. <laughs> he is who he is. and But even that is a very profound statement. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give away what like where I'm going with that, but... So that like that's the setup. I want to know what God says about himself and who God is. And I want that to be the foundational premise that we work from. Mm. That if God can say I am blank, well, then I can be confident in whatever the blank is. Mm. And so that can then be a foundation that I begin to build a faith from. So in a way, this is just me kind of trying to guess where you're going to go with this whole deal. Okay. Um, when God says, I am who I am, the who I am part is like a big X, like a fill in the blank almost. Mm-mm. No? No. We'll get there in just a second. Okay. I don't want to, I won't want to give it away yet. Okay. But I do think that if God just said, I am. <clears throat> That, that's a statement of existence. Yeah. When God says, I am who I am, that's a very different kind of statement and declaration. Mm. So we're going to look at it. So where we are in the storyline, most of our weeks are going to come from John, but I want to start with the first place where God says, I am. And that's with Moses. The Israelites have been in slavery in Egypt for 400 years, Moses, a Hebrew born, comes up in Pharaoh's palace, kills an Egyptian slave master, runs away, you know, all the things. We've talked about Moses several times yeah. on this podcast. This is after he's left and he's already married um, 
I'm trying to remember what land he settled in. Midian, that's right, because his wife's a Midianite. Yeah. So he shows up, and there's this very famous kind of thing, and, and it, it becomes a very prominent metaphor throughout the scriptural narrative and practice of the Christian faith throughout the last 200 or 2,000 years. But he shows up, and he sees this bush that's not consumed, and God says to him, um, take your shoes off. So actually what he says is, this is in uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see God, uh, to see God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. So he uses an I am statement before declaring to Moses who he was. It's establishing lineage. It's establishing history that I am the God you've heard about, the Mm. one that all your nation talks about. I am that God. Mm. It's establishing lineage. But then the conversation shifts very quickly, and the conversation becomes about Moses. Hold on. Stop Mm. real quick. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking back. On you know the billions of times we've talked about Moses on this podcast okay. at this point, that is the first time we actually see God and Moses talk. Yeah, right. Uh, yes, because I mean, before that, it's an angel of the Lord that shows up. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that the first word that God says to Moses, he addresses him by name. Then he tells him, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, for this is holy ground. I am the God of your father. Okay, so this is legit him saying, you know what? I know you've, you've talked to other people, but like now you're talking to me. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, that's got to be horrifying. <laughs> like, it's me. Like, yeah. I'm here. You've been looking. I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. I am the God of your fathers, mm. which also. Think about the life that Moses comes from. Yeah. And then think about the life that he's living. Mm. When you end up in those places, don't you get a bit nostalgic? A little bit. As much as that's a statement of power, because there's history in the lineage of the things that God has done for the people of Israel, it's a statement of care. Mm. Hey, the thing that you're longing for, I'm that. That history that you have, that history that you know, I'm that. Mm. And those people that you miss and long for, I know they're in slavery and I'm ready to get them out of it, mm. but I need somebody to go and you're a good person for it. Mm. That's the rest of the kind of encounter through that first subsection there of chapter three. It's, it's as much as it is a statement of power, it's a statement of care. Like Moses, I know you, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're longing for. Mm. Let me let me restore that for you. Wow. I am that God. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So then, in most of your Bibles, 
somewhere in between 12 and 13, you're going to have a subsection. And it's going to say something along the lines of the divine name revealed. This is where we get the divine name, Yahweh. This is where we get it. And this is Moses' question. So remember, God revealed himself to Moses, and he said, I'm the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's God's revelation of himself to Moses in that moment. Verse 13, but Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Never once to this point has God been named. Mm. God's been called things like God, but God has not been named. That's mm. why this is the divine name revealed, right? because it's never been revealed. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. We'll keep walking through that in a minute, but to your question earlier, if God said, I am, and that was it, his, the entirety of his name is I am. It's just establishing existence. It's just existence. It's just being. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's a very Paul Tillich way of thinking about it, like mm. that, that God is the ground of being. Right. Like he's just the source of existence. But that's not where God stops. God does not stop at his existence. God says, I am who I am. Is that not the most gangster thing you've <laughs> ever heard someone say? <laughs> like, the OG is the only one that can say, I don't need to explain myself. Yeah. I am who I am. And I am who I am because I'm at the top. Mm. I'm it, yo. I am who I am, and my resume speaks for itself. Yeah, I am is both a statement of existence, but I am who I am is a statement of supreme being. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, yes, I am is being, but I am who I am is supreme being. It's almost a chart. Show me who is more of being than I am. Mm. It is that it when I read it, this is how I feel about it. It's a statement of the supremacy of God's being God. Because you got to remember, and he's living in a foreign land. Yeah, he grew up in an Egyptian pagan house. Yeah. Now, granted, he's raised by his Hebrew mother. Right. Right, but so he knows his Hebrew lineage, but he also has those influences of the foreign land, the foreign gods, and all those kinds of things. And he just straight up, I think that's what I am who I am means is show me someone who is more of being than I am. It is a statement on the being of God and the supremacy and perfection of that being. So this is, that's super crazy because, you know, that's super, how do I word this? way philosophical it right? is like i am the supreme being right but also at the same time 
you know, like the way you worded it, show me someone else who is more being than I am. Yeah. Right? It's so crazy because no one alive that we know of, at least, has seen God. Right? Yeah. And so it's hard to think about this idea of God being the most being when no one has seen that being, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, wow. But at the same point, like also think about the context for Moses. <sighs> Moses is terrified. Yeah. He He's looking face. at a bush that is burning, burning, but not being consumed, not being consumed. And there's a voice coming from it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think God's voice sounds like? I can't imagine that. It's the most passive of voices. I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is all speculative, but like, I feel like there's some power in the voice of God. There's care. I'm the father. I'm the God of your father, right? Like there's care there. But like, when you get to, who do I say you are? Like, I, what am, I? Who am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's power in that name. And so I think the power of God is revealed in, or is manifested in the revelation of that name. I, I will tell you, bud, like, I'm sure I'd be peeing myself. Like. Oh, yeah. How could you not? Yeah. How could you not? And so, yes, nobody has, nobody living has seen God revealed in these kind of ways. But I also think that's why it's important that God established the lineage mm. because all that history, you know, all the things that, that I've done for these people that are deeply connected to who you are as a person, Moses, like, yeah, I am that guy. I've done all those grace, all those grace filled moments that you mm. prize. That was me. And then, well, what do I call you? What's your name? I am who I am. Hmm. Like, and really in Hebrew, there's no way to say who like that in this right. construction. It's just, it's probably a better translation is I am that I am. Mm. It's not, I am who I am. It, it probably a better translation of the Hebrew would be, I am that I am. So you said earlier that this is how we get Yahweh. Mm -hmm. How do we go from I am that I am to Yahweh? Don't really have anything else to do with it. So we do Yahweh. It's, that's the like word. Mm. And we call it a day and we call him Yahweh. And then, then it becomes this divine name that can't even really be written. Right. And so we sub it with Yehovah mm -hmm. and go on about our day. Or Elohim. Elohim is the Hebrew word for just God. Oh, okay. Which is also weird because Elohim is the way that it always shows up. But Elohim is plural. So kind of Trinitarian in nature. You could say that. Um, but God's very clear, especially in Deuteronomy, I am one God. Right. So what I what I actually think he's doing there is, like, hey, in your mind, you might need multiple gods to think about me, but I am that I am. Mm. Like all of this for me is all about the revelation of God's power and authority as supreme being. Because can you imagine where Moses is at? In a foreign land, 
being asked to go back to a land where he's a murderer yeah to create an exodus for people that he loves from people that hate him yeah and they've been there for 400 years yeah and one lonely dude is going to go do it this is also a moment of care even in God's revelation of power mm because, like, can you imagine the anxiety that Moses has having this conversation with God? Yeah. I mean, just just thinking about it, like, on a smaller scale. I say a smaller Yeah, no, a much smaller scale. I'm not very comfortable in saying that. When we got the call to start Wellhouse, right, the kind of anxiety that, that we got yeah. was insane. Yeah. I can't even imagine the kind of anxiety that, that Moses had in that moment, but God proved to care for us in this moment. Why wouldn't he care for Moses too? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but here's the thing. God tells Moses, I am who I am, or I am that I am. But then he says, He said further, thus, you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. You know, oftentimes we shorten things, but everybody knows what they are, right? Great example in our fields and adjacent fields. Everybody knows what we mean when we say the DSM-5. Yeah. But what does it actually mean? What does it actually stand for? Diagnostic to Statistical Manual, the fifth edition, essentially. Yeah. Like, but everybody knows if you say DSM-5, like, they know, they know what you're talking about. Yeah. If they're in the know. Like, if they, like, if if they have a reason field, to know what no. the DSM is in general, they know what you mean when you say that. Because you've established some kind of history or pattern, and so you can just kind of shorten it. Isn't it interesting to you, it's very interesting to me, that God just straight up says, I'm going to go ahead and shorten my name. I am that I am, but when they ask, you just say, I am. I am. <clears throat> When I asked you earlier, is that not the most gangster like declaration you've ever heard? Because essentially what Moses will be doing is going to the Israelites saying, the being sent me. The the one yeah. up there. It's it's a further statement upon the monotheism that God wants us to worship and adore about him. Yeah. Because so much of that far in ancient Near Eastern culture, it's just polytheistic. Yeah. And so God saying, I am, is God saying, I am. It's not all these other things. It's me. Mm. Like, I am that. And, and here's the crazy thing. And I don't, I don't want people to hear me wrong when I say this. I am that I am 
as I've said several times, is a statement on the supremacy of the being of God. That supremacy also means that he's supremely sufficient Mm. at being God. Whatever is going on in life, in your life, in your reality, as you deal with your pain and healing and trauma, I am is supremely sufficient at being I am. And I would even venture to say that if you could do an exercise and you could say, I need, you can respond with, at the end of it, from I am. So, for instance, I need healing from I am. I need provision Mm. from I am. Because supremacy means... Supremacy means supremacy. That means that any of your needs are found from the supreme. And, you know, you might be able to take that template that you just said and work it into a breath prayer. Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. You absolutely could do that. Um, That's something that um, I need to think about. Well, I think we we find ourselves in these places where we either think about God in a deistic term mm-hmm. or in a deistic form where he's just up there and he like he set the clock in motion, but he doesn't really interact with us. Or you think about God kind of more like an elf on a shelf. Like, oh, let me pull him down and pray or hold him when I need something. But then I'm going to put him back up there. When you begin to think about God as I am, that opens up a world of things that the average person doesn't think about. It means every blessing you have from supreme. Every trial you have from supreme. Every struggle, every victory, every triumph, every turmoil, all from I am. And it says a whole lot more. For me, it's comforting Because when God reveals himself as I am, he didn't do it from a voice from the sky. Mm. He did it in a voice that was eye level with Moses. Trials, triumph, turmoil, successes, victories, conquerings, they happen with God in the passenger seat. He's here with us. As much as we hate the turmoils and trials that we go through, I just firmly believe that that pain is there because of healing that happens on the other side. That pain is there because God's in the passenger seat and he's got the roadmap. We don't really know what journey we're on, but God knows the destination and he's okay asking us to go through that turmoil and that trial because he's right there with us. As much as we suffer, God suffers with us. I am that I am is as much a statement about care as it is about power. 
Because being supreme also means that you're supremely invested in what you've made.